Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dave from Opposing the Matrix. Hey, um, I realized the other day that I wanted to do an anniversary show, and we kind of sort of did that. We mentioned it the other day uh, when we had uh, Gordy Tong on, but uh, we never really talked about the anniversary of uh, Opposing the Matrix. And I wanted to do that tonight since it's the probably the last show we're probably going to do in 2020. Hopefully 2021 will be much, much better um, in many ways. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I, in 2021, we're probably um, – well, I really don't know what we're going to do. We're, we're going to stay on the air, of course, but um, I'm going back to school yet again, uh, continuing, I should say. And um, – because of that, uh, I won't be doing like three shows or, or four shows a week. It'll probably be just one show on Monday. And I know that's going to um, drop our listenership, but uh, I got to get out of school, man. I, I'm going to be 62 in a few days here, and uh, I want to get out of school before I die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I want to be able to wear that uh, gown and tassel before uh, I wear my... Uh, my final suit, so to speak. Um, anyway, so um, I thought that maybe we would uh, tonight uh, walk down memory lane, or I will, and um, talk about uh, some of the shows that we've had, some of the guests that we've had, um, a little bit of the history of Opposing the Matrix, and, um, well, whatever else happens, okay? Um I'm through talking about the election. Whatever happens, happens. That's in God's hands. And uh, and also, in, in some ways, it's in uh, President Trump's hands as to what he does. Uh, I support him fully, whatever he does. But uh, yeah, we'll let it be as it may. Um, but uh, anyway, let's move along because I... This is my last free night uh, before I have to get ready to go to, back to work again. And um, it's uh, the good news is that uh, turning 62, I've only got uh, three years and 11 months and uh, until I can retire uh, fully on Social Security. And um, may the Lord make those days go fast. May he make that time go fast. Maybe may he um, just uh, help me to endure. Um, endure work, endure life in general, and uh, and to be able to uh, retire like my father and my grandfather did. One of the things that I regret is that in our day and age, we can't retire like our parents. There, many of us can't anyway. Uh, life has uh, dealt me cards, and many of you also, uh, to the point where you um, – you had to at times maybe take out your 401k, uh, cash it in or, or whatever. And, um, you really don't have a retirement to, uh, to count on. So, um, if you're in that boat, I fully understand I'm in that boat with you. So I will work until I'm 65 years old in 11 months. I'll retire on social security. Hopefully if it's still there, and then I'll get a part-time job doing something else, hopefully in the area of counseling. Um, once I have my bachelor's, I'm going to shoot for a master's, and um, and we'll see what happens there. But um, 
So fun days ahead. Um, I've uh, I've got still a couple of years. If I keep taking classes the way I'm taking them now, um, it, it'll probably be 2022 or maybe early 2023 that I get my bachelor's. If I can somehow um, take two classes every uh, period, um, then I'll get it a lot sooner. But, uh, hey, we'll see what happens, right? we got to take life one day at a time. And uh, I don't think uh, Yahweh ever meant for our lives to be so complicated uh, when we reach our older years. And um, I'm not going to let that happen. I am going to enjoy my wife. I am going to enjoy my grandkids, my kids and my grandkids. And I am going to enjoy life in general as much as I can. And one of the things that I enjoy the most is doing this radio show. I like doing the research for it. I like finding guests to invite on to it. Um, every time, even if it's a guest that's been on two or three times, every time they're on, they have something new to offer us and to show us. And it's been awesome. It really has been. And uh, and it will continue to be that way also. Um, right now, our, our lives are very uh, busy. Not just me, not just my wife, not just my relatives, but you too. Our lives are very um, complicated now with this uh, pandemic that's out there. Um, I, I found it often interesting that uh, when Trump's not giving up uh, so easily, all of a sudden there's a more virulent strain of COVID that comes out. Um, and... Uh, you know, I always said that after the election, COVID would go away. And uh, to a degree, it will, no matter what happens on January 20th. But um, fun days ahead, right, folks? Um, so life has been difficult for all of us, uh, each and every one of us. Not one person listening to this radio show uh, right now. Well, probably nobody listening now. It's, um, like I said, it's the 29th of uh, December, and it's 11.22 at night Pacific time. So um, I don't think people just hang out waiting for this show to come on. Uh, anyway, so life has been tough for all of us, and uh, we'll muddle through. Those of us that have Yahweh, uh, we have Yeshua as our Lord and Savior. We'll muddle through a little easier than others, um, but we'll all muddle through, I think, somehow. Um, I know for a fact that those of us that have Yahweh Yeshua as our Lord and Savior will, um, those who don't, well, I, you know, I wish you, I wish you, uh, good luck, I guess I could say, since, uh, since your life would have to be built on luck instead of faith. Um, but, um, it's, it's been an interesting year. It's been an interesting decade or two decades now since the turn of the millennium. And uh, we started out with uh, with Muslims, supposedly Muslims, attacking us. Uh, more and more information is coming out to suggest that maybe that was an inside job um, and that uh, some Muslims are just hired to, to do work on it. Or it might have even been holograms or, or whatever. Um, you know, that someday the truth will come out. And when Yahweh comes back, the truth will definitely come out. But... Um, until then, uh, we'll probably never know exactly what happened on 9-11-2001. But um, we do know that uh, we lost a lot of freedoms that day. And each year, it seems like we've lost more and more until we are where we are right now. 
Um, civil unrest is just uh, taking over our streets. Um, and it's the bad guys that are doing it. It's not the good guys right now anyway. But uh, your average American uh, patriot, your average American, for, for that matter, um, that loves this country and loves it because it's this country, um, is getting fed up with a lot of things. And uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to do things. I got a feeling that um, uh, are, are going to amaze us and um, at the same time maybe even horrify us to what's going to be done. But uh, like I said, one day at a time, right? Okay, so let's see. Um, this whole thing really got started back in, um, in uh, well, my, my research got started back in the late 90s. Um, I'd always known about UFOs. Um, I'd like, if you've ever heard any of the shows, my dad was a, uh, basically a very early U- ufologist and, um, he used to get copies of Project Blue Book back in the 60s. That's how far back we're talking about. And, um, you know, we would read all the UFO magazines. He would, and then I'd read them after him. And uh, I had my own little encounters uh, with uh, the forces of darkness posing as uh, aliens from outer space, uh, which is what they purport themselves to be nowadays. But they're just the same old uh, uh Fallen angels and demons that have plagued us uh, since the beginning of uh, creation, since we, since uh, since basically uh, the uh, our progenitors Adam and Chava got thrown out of the garden. Um, anyway, um, that having been said, um, so I, I got a pretty early start on it. I was probably five or six years old when I started to really take interest in it because my dad did and I loved my dad and I wanted to be like him. And, um, so my dad was always known as the, uh, the guy who saw little green men or, uh, you know, the UFO nut that lived up the street. Uh, although he tried not to expose himself as such, uh, you know, things like that. You really can't keep secret, especially when you try to share them and it's, Maybe one of the two people you try to share them with are the blabbermouths of the neighborhood. And, uh, you know, it's all downhill from there. But uh, um, later on in life, I found, you know, I, I never knew my, why my dad was so interested in UFOs. And um, after he passed away, I was talking to my uncle. We actually my half uncle, my mother's half brother. And uh, he was like a son to my dad. Uh, his father cut out on him when he was really young. And, um, basically his father was just a sperm donor. And, um, so, uh, dad took him on kind of as a son or as a little brother or whatever. Um, but anyway, um, I asked, uh, his name was Howard. We called him Buddy. So I asked Buddy, I said, you know, one thing I never understood and I, I, I'm ashamed that I never asked is why, um, dad was so involved in UFOs. I said, what made him so interested in the subject? <clears throat> and um, we used to have a, a lake that we used to like to fish in in North Jersey, uh, northern New Jersey, um, way, way on the, uh, it's in way, way on the state park. But uh, it's a fairly good-sized lake for, for being in New Jersey. And um, and Dad had worked out uh, with uh, the ranger that uh, ran the place. Dad, Dad could make friends with anybody and talk anybody into anything really and he may have even paid him off i don't know but um 
supposedly dad was on the lake one night night fishing and had an encounter. Now, I don't know what that encounter involved. I don't know if he was abducted and then returned or if he just saw a UFO and it just sparked his interest. But uh, it wasn't long after that that Star Trek came on. And uh, you could see my dad vicariously living through James Tiberius Kirk like he was uh, James Kirk and exploring the universe. My dad had a very um, avid interest in UFOs, and, um, and I took that on, too, at a very early age. Uh, so much so that I, I just kind of wasn't interested in going to church anymore when I was a kid. My mother used to drag us there, but uh, my dad's interests were my interests. And he wasn't interested in church, but he was interested in UFOs and everything space. Um, while other kids' fathers were um, signing him up for Little League and Pop Warner football, my dad was uh, uh, propping out a telescope um out on the lawn at night and looking at the moon and looking at the stars and um, or that or he, he looking at things under a microscope. Uh, so my my hobbies when I were, was young was um, I was I guess you would call me a geek, um, although nobody would have called me that to my face. I was a fairly large kid for my uh, for my age. And um, I didn't put up with much garbage from people after especially after a while. But anyway, um so my my um, growing up was with telescopes, microscopes, chemistry sets, and we used to make model rockets. Um, one of the greatest moments I remember with my dad was sitting um, at, in front of the television. Actually, I was falling asleep in front of the television. I do believe it was like 11 or 11.30 when they landed on the moon in uh, 1969 in July. And um, I barely remember um, them coming out of the the limb and walking on the moon and uh, Neil Armstrong's words when he hit the ground. Um, but um, some people would say that never happened, and who knows? Uh, maybe it never did, but it sure looked real back then. And um, so that was, uh, that was the highlight in my dad's life, and uh, that occurred on July 21st, and that date has always figured into our lives and in many different ways. Matter of fact, he passed away on July 21st, 1999, which would have been 30 years after the moon landing. <laughs> so, um, but uh, other interesting events have happened on that day in, in my life and in the life of my dad and, and um, others around me too on July 21st. Um, so, um, that's funny because it's 721 and those are both numbers that are supposed to be lucky numbers. Um, especially if you play blackjack. Anyway, uh, um, so um, years went by in uh, 1979. As a matter of fact, July 21st, uh, 1979, I, I got tired of uh, the old Dave, uh, who was a bully and uh, into drugs and drinking and everything else. And um, decided that I needed uh, someone else to run my life instead of myself because I was doing a crappy job at it. And I had this annoying little friend named Art that uh, used to hang out with us all the time. Even when we got high, he'd get high with us and tell us about Yeshua or Jesus. And um, so finally one day I, I said, you know, how do you how do you get saved? You know, first of all, where do I get saved from? And he explained that. And I I said, how do you get saved? And he, he explained that, you know, it was very simple. <laughs> um, 
you know, accept the Lord Yeshua into your heart. Ask him to, to control your life. And uh, uh, what does it say in Scripture? If you, if you acknowledge uh, Yeshua with your tongue and believe in your heart that God rose him from the dead, you're saved. Um, that's only part of it. Um, it goes a lot deeper than that if you wanted to. Um, so I was baptized that same year. Let's see. That would, yeah, because it was in the wintertime. I believe it was November of 1979. It was in a swimming pool, a very cold swimming pool on a very cold day. Um, and a pastor had a power trip, I think, and, uh, Pastor, um, Bill Hausler. And it was outside in the swimming pool and he, uh, he held me under for an extra long time and I, maybe he thought I needed it. But I remember, uh, starting to kick and flail my legs and arms and, and finally he let me up, but, um, or brought me up. And I was a changed man. I really was. And, uh, the, the evidences in my life were so much that when my dad saw them, he wanted to know what happened to me. And I told him and not, it was long, not long after that, that he was in church accepting Yeshua as his Lord and Savior. Um, and then my family fell like dominoes. It was then my mother and my sister, uh, my grandmother, uh, on my mother's side. Um, I talked to my grandfather on my father's side and found out that he'd probably been born again for many years. Um, and, uh, so anyway, uh, you know, we, we have a rich heritage when it comes to Yeshua and, um, and Yahweh. Our family does. And, um, and, um, I expect things to happen on July uh, 21st and <laughs> her family, it always has and it always will. Who knows? Maybe that's the day I'll go to home and be with the Lord. What year? Well, I don't know. But um, maybe right around that time. I don't know. Who knows? Um, that's that's one nice thing, you know. If you were to know when you were going to die, you'd try to do everything you could to either live a riotous life and then come to faith just before you died or... You know, you you would um, you would uh, try to live for him even more than it would be your attempt to live for him instead of uh, his attempt to um, increase your faith, so to speak. So um, anyway, let's uh, let's move along. So um, around 1999, you know, the internet was starting to get pretty famous and. And I said, well, you know, I should get some kind of net presence on there. And, uh, I started up a website called DaveRafino.com and, and, um, I kind of got convicted about that because, you know, that was about me and, and what I was called to do wasn't about me. So, um, I thought of a name, um, and the delusion resistance came up and, and I'll admit that, uh, the name was kind of spurred on by, uh, Another fellow who had a website called Alien Resistance, and um, and I figured, hey, a resistance—that's that's a really good way to put it because that's what we're doing as a as a believer in Yeshua. We're constantly resisting the wiles of the evil one, and um, so the delusion resistance was born. Um, I've owned that name for several. Well, I would say since probably about two thousand and. 2000 or 2001 so the delusion resistance is about 20 years old too the ministry um in internet form it was long long uh, acting before that but uh anyway yeah about back in the 90s i asked the lord i said you know i said what do you want me to do i i tried everything man i i was um, a greeter at church for a little while i taught sunday school 
I think I taught Sunday school a little too well because the kids were finally starting to, to understand who Yahweh was. And every time that that happened, they would pull me off. Um, it was almost like, uh, I was, I was starting to, um, to educate the kids and they didn't want the kids educated. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And it's happened three times now. Um, so I realized that teaching Sunday school is probably not my forte. Um, I, uh, was part of a singles ministry for many years. I, um, I did a lot in the church and I never really found satisfaction in anything I did. So I prayed, you know, Lord, what do you want me to do? And one day I heard him say, well, what, what do you know a lot about? You know, think about when you were growing up and everything. And I said, well, you know, <laughs> UFOs, but, and he says, yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, you got to explain to people what UFOs are. So I started doing a lot of study in that area. Um, again, this is in the late 90s. And um, started to find out things. Um, I started to research stuff from uh, uh, Joe Jordan was one person uh, who um, whose work I researched. But uh, there were many others. Uh, Dave Flynn, I remember, was one of them. And uh, it seemed outlandish, some of the stuff I was reading. But the more I read, the more it made sense and the more it meshed with Scripture. And um, and if it meshes with Scripture and uh, not just one Scripture, but uh, several different Scriptures in the Bible, because Scripture will always mesh with Scripture, um, I started to realize that there's something going on here. And then I read the Book of Enoch and Jubilees and Jasher and... Um, and all others like that, and uh, realized that uh, these things that were claiming to come from other planets weren't actually. I always had an idea that they, since I was born again, actually, I had an idea that these things were demonic. But uh, you know, the Lord helped me to put two plus two together, and I came up with a solid four. And um, so I started writing about it, and that and evolution, because evolution is a, is a big lie, and. And it really meshes in with UFO um, delusion also. So um, you could read about that on, on the uh, delusion resistance. I've written a lot of articles about that. Because when evolution um, cannot be answered because there's not enough years for it to have been accomplished with the many mutations that would have had to happen. And uh, the, the failure rate of mutations is 99.9%. So um, that point one. Um, uh yeah, at point one percent, um, you know, it, it would have been trillions and trillions of years for evolution to work, and simply the universe isn't that old, um, according to scientists, even, you know. So, um, anyway, it. Uh, so I, you know, I, I wrote a lot about evolution, about how it's a fallacy and how it can't possibly be true, and. And read a lot of books about that. My library is quite extensive with books that talk about the the fallacy of of uh, evolution and uh, also the uh, the fallacy that uh, in, in the belief that uh, these uh, so-called aliens are actually uh, or the fallacy that they're from other planets or other uh, star systems or universes or whatever. And the reality that they're more interdimensional than anything else, which means they're spiritual in nature. Um, science will not use the word spiritual, but they freely use the word interdimensional quite freely. And, um, 
in it, to me, it means the same thing. <laughs> anyway, because it is the same thing. So, um, <clears throat> pardon me. So, um, anyway, uh, so the delusion resistance started up, and um, 2005 was the first year that I went down to Roswell. I heard that there was a guy putting together something called the Ancient of Days Conference, and he was having a lot of uh, speakers come in, uh, a lot of them that were Christians, and they were talking about uh, the uh, whole uh, fallen angel alien connection and uh, different technologies that uh, explaining what the different technologies were that were coming out and how they were, um, many of them were um, alien um, in origin, but um, uh, but we had taken them on. They'd been given to us by the aliens. And I remember it in, in um, oh, what is it, Enoch, how it, uh, uh, the angels gave uh, mankind technology and what they took in return was uh, human females <laughs> and they had sex with them and produced giants well we look at the uh, alien abduction phenomena what do they do they take males and females they take the sperm and, from the male and the over from the woman and um, there could be only one reason to do that and that's to mix the two together and come up with um, human beings and maybe they tweak the uh not even maybe they do they they tweak the dna a little bit uh to try to create something that's not quite human in nature in other words the return of the nephilim like chuck missler used to call it um god rest his soul um so anyway uh went down in 2005 at the invitation of uh, joe jordan and was even allowed to uh stay with a bunch of those guys and uh in the hotel there, my accommodations were paid for, and I was like, wow, this is cool. Um, so I, that year, I, I went and I listened. I helped to set things up and everything. And um, and then, uh, let's see, 2006, I, um, I don't really remember that much. I have it written down somewhere, but I think I did speak a little bit. Uh, we ended up going to some churches down in the Roswell area, and it was funny how the Hispanic churches took the truth. Um, so easily, and uh, the um, the Anglo churches, the the English speaking churches, were the ones that uh, didn't accept the message very clearly. And then when you realize that their pastors in Roswell, uh, the, the Anglicized churches, um, were the ones that were actually also store owners down there, so they had a, a vested interest in uh, in selling. Uh, uh, souvenirs and things like that so uh, you know to to admit the truth would also be to kill your business and so um, anyway so uh, that was 2007 um, I really didn't have anything to do with it I went down anyway and, and um, actually in 2005 is when I met Jim Wilhelmson and we really hit it off and um, got together and that's when we uh, uh started putting uh, together plans for having a radio show and then for sharing information between each other about uh, what the Lord had showed us in the scripture and also things that we found in um, in the world that proved uh, that kind of messed with scripture and proved that these things were not from outer space. Anyway, uh, so 2007, um, I really didn't have much to do. I started to see uh, the guy that was running... Um, the Ancient of Days conference as a uh, kind of an upstart and uh, not genuine. That's all I'm going to say. 
And uh, and it was revealed to me by his uh, um, associate that he wasn't genuine and that um, he wasn't going to do anything to put an end to it. So anyway, I didn't want to have anything to do with that in 2007. Well, in 2008, um, I got together again with Joe Jordan and and went down to Roswell and uh, and spoke at the... uh, it wasn't exa- yeah, it was the ancient days, but it had a different name. Um, oh, I can't remember. No, there were two things. There was Guy Malone was doing the ancient days, and, and Joe was doing uh, uh, the missing piece of the puzzle, the uh, the alien uh, element, the missing piece of the puzzle. And um, he asked me to speak, and so I spoke with him. We spoke together at the uh, the military academy down in uh, Roswell, and um, we really, for lack of better words, pissed a lot of people off. We uh, um, we basically took the aliens to court, and uh, and showed that the evidence for for the aliens being uh, extraterrestrials was really bupkis, and that uh, they were more interdimensionals and. We didn't do that. We used scripture for some of it, but most of it was the words of uh, people like um, oh, Jacques Vallée and um, J. Allen Hynek, things that they had said about these beings being more interdimensional or demonic, even Jacques Vallée said a few times, uh, than they were uh, extraterrestrial. So, um, in effect, uh, Joe was uh, summoned to, uh, to Roswell uh and uh, and told by the city council that uh, if we ever spoke there again, that the other people that spoke, the secular people that spoke, would never wouldn't come any year that we'd be there. So we got blackballed from Roswell, um, which was okay because suffering for your faith is is part of being a believer, right? Um, so anyway, um, that was 2008. Uh, 2009, I had decided to write a book called, um, I always do this. I always forget the name of my own book. This is terrible. Um, well, I decided to write a book on the subject. Let's just put it that way, okay? And um, what I'm going to try to do is, is go back and... Um, you know, when you get older, sometimes Unholy Communion—that's the name of the book. Um, the alien abdu- Unholy Communion, the alien abduction phenomena, where it originates, and how how it can be stopped. Um, so that was part of our talk, <clears throat> and um, so Joe and I were talking afterwards, and he says, "Well, you know, I I'm pretty good at putting things like this together. You should put a book together." And so I did put a book together, and I used some of his. Uh, his case studies, uh, which he gave me, you know, freely and, um, listened to them and then, you know, wrote down every word. Boy, was that a tedious job. Um, and after writing down every word, you know, putting it into the book and stuff and getting the permission from the abductees and stuff. And, um, so when uh, everything was put together and submitted to the publisher, which was Tom Horn, Tom took the liberty of making Joe a co-author. He was a contributor, but not a co-author. And um, and then Joe tried to take credit for the book, and we had a kind of a falling out over that. And um, it, it, it was a sad thing, really. It was because together we were such a good fighting force. And um, but uh, 
you know, I, it was quite clear that, you know, the speaking part of it was, was his, his part of it and the writing was my part of it. And, um, the only thing that's in the book that belonged to him or they don't even belong to him, the, the testimonies belong to the people, but, uh, were, were the testimonies that, and not even all of them that I cited, some of them that I had put in there from, uh, from talking to people and counseling, well, not counseling, um, um, advising people. You can't counsel without a license. Um, so we advise. So anyway, um, the book never really went anywhere. I mean, it sold a few copies, but uh, Tom quickly decided to uh, take it out of publication. And uh, for whatever reason, I don't know, I would have left it for another year or so to see if it would start doing better. But, you know, he's a businessman. And maybe he knew something I didn't know. Um, and he did he did um, fund the whole thing and anything that uh, came in went directly to him to pay for his his costs until which time the um, the cost would be paid for and then I would restart saving money but uh, even I could tell that uh, it wasn't selling that well so I asked him for the full rights he gave them to me and um, I rewrote it a little bit I I uh, made Joe a contributor instead of a co-author and um, made that quite clear in the book too and um, and I offered for free on uh, the delusionresistance.org. Um, you can download the PDF and read it to your heart's content because um, the way I look at it, uh, in the words of Yeshua, freely, freely you have received, freely, freely give. And sometimes when I look at that book, I look at it and I go, well, you know, I'm pretty smart, but I'm not smart enough to have put this together by myself. It is definitely inspired by the Holy Spirit. And... Um, I'm not going to take credit for what the Holy Spirit gives out. That would be blasphemy. And believe me, I want I want to go to heaven. I don't want to be a blasphemer. Pardon me while I, I get a sip of coffee, if you would, please. Okay, I've got a few more sips that I can take in a few minutes. It's starting to get cold, and I hate cold coffee, if you know me. Um, I've talked about that several times. Um, anyway... So um, right around 2010, after the falling out with Joe and and stuff, I was still friends with um, with Jim Wilhelmson, and uh, he and I had both been on several radio shows that were run by other people, and uh, like Matthew Miller was one of them, and um, and there were others that had us on their radio shows, and it was really neat. I really enjoyed it, and I said, boy, you know, we we need something like this, you know, so. Uh, at the time, I, I found that the Lord had blessed me with a little bit of money, so we got on to um, Blog Talk Radio, and um, which is a really nice venue, except that it's way too expensive, and um, and it's gotten worse. Believe it or not, they're charging more for less. So anyway. Um, so we got on a blog talk radio and we did our thing once a week. And, um, after a while, after a couple of years, realized that blog talk was uh, way too expensive. I think we had it for a couple of years, at least two. And, um, we ran into uh, another person. Um, okay. Bear with me because I, I do have, uh, I do have these names. 
Okay, let's see. Let's click on that. And uh, come on, man. You got all the names here somewhere. Oh, uh, Randall uh, Mann, I believe his name was. And uh, Randall was a really cool guy. And he had he had this other venue that he worked off of that I used for a while. I don't use it anymore. I ran into problems with it. But um, so what he would do is he uh, he coached us for probably about the first two months. And then we were on our own and we did our own radio show. Um, the problem with uh, th- those radio shows back then uh, both those years on blog talk and also maybe the first year on, uh, on this, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, it's, it's mix LR. That's what it was. It was mix LR was that, uh, the intro music that we had for it was, wasn't adequate. And in that it was, it had a lot of borrowed stuff in it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, there's copyright infringements in it that I could see. Uh, we never got in trouble for it, thank the Lord. But, um, you know, and, and, and I said, no, we, we can't use this music anymore. You know, it's, uh, it's got, uh, words in it from, uh, a, fi- a very famous movie. Um, it's got words in it, uh, song in it from a very famous Christian singer, um, and stuff like that. And, um, and I think that's what got this particular person in trouble, especially even with his, uh, his videos, which got pulled off of, uh, YouTube. I think he, um, borrowed a lot of stuff and, uh, I think he did it innocently. I don't think he did it to, to be unlawful, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, a lot of these companies like YouTube and stuff and, uh, uh, and others are, are really clamping down on uh, copyright infringement and rightfully so. Because if you've ever written anything and you've had it stolen from you, you know what it's like. Or borrowed without permission, maybe is a better word to, way to put it in this case. But anyway, um, so I um, I went to a pond. I think it was Pond 5. It's an English site. And they have a lot of MIDI stuff that's made up. And I found a song that you know, was good intro music, um, an instrumental, and um, and used it. And I've you know got, used two or three of those over the years. But... Um, Anyway, so um, what I'd like to do, if it's okay with you, and well, it would have to be. <laughs> so I want to start at the beginning because I kept a, a news, kind of like a little bit of a news blog um, about the show when things would change from time to time. And I'm going to read through that and then we'll look at some of the shows and what the content was and who was on there. And maybe we'll talk about some of the people that were on there because we had some, we've had some really good people, um, on the show. And, um, uh, anyway, so, um, it starts out, uh, way down at the bottom here. Uh, greetings to our opposing matrix faithful listeners. Uh, this is David, co-host of the show. Over the past few years, we've gone through a few changes in broadcast times and co-hosts of the show. Uh, last year, Jim came back on the show after he fulfilled a vow that he made to the Lord, which kept him away for a while, but I'm very happy that he's back. Uh, back in September of 2013, I rolled into college to get a nursing degree. Boy, was that a lot of fun. Um, uh, it was an accelerated course, which means that they crammed two years into one year. 
Um, anything, they, in other words, if you were to have gone to a community college, you would have taken two years to get through this course, and we did it in one. <clears throat> and I passed the NCLEX the first time, so that was that was neat. But anyway, um, at that time, I was the I enrolled. They uh, told us that we basically had to not have a life out, outside of the house um, uh, because they, we'd be very busy with schoolwork and homework and clinical rotations and, and what have you. Uh, they were absolutely right about this. For that reason, I took a leave of absence from the show, but came back after realizing that uh, I could actually work, working into my schedule. At the beginning of October 2014, I graduated from nursing school and have, uh, and, um, whoa, 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 and now have uh, time to do the show without hindrance. Uh, the great delusion is now only growing larger uh, with more people falling into its deception. There's no time to waste, and I cannot justify being uh, not being on the air with Jim to discuss the problems at hand and, uh, and of course, the solutions. Late in 2014, I added another show title called Bayamim, uh, in the, which means in those days in Hebrew. Uh, and so that goes into the Messianic and Hebrew roots discussions. And I haven't done this show and that show in years now. Um, and it, it was done to, to bring it um, up to bridge the divide of misunderstanding that developed between or a chasm that developed between uh, those seeking Hebrew roots and those who don't feel the need to do such things and um, and those who see it as being under the law. Um, and then I, the rest of it is I just want to thank for the listeners um, and stuff like that. So anyway, let's go into dates here now. So April 15th, 2015. So was that five years ago? Five and a half years, almost six. Um, hello, everyone. Here's a short blurb about things that are changing with our show. As you know, we were hosted by Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk charged $400 a year to use their server and so, uh, some of their uh, services. With finances the way that they are, both Jim and I determined that we would not be able to afford the exorbitant cost that Blog Talk charges for their services. We appealed to listeners for help. Yahweh gave us two listeners who offered to pay outright for the Blog Talk charges. We're thank thankful for uh, such wonderful offers. Another way that Yahweh gave us uh, another thing that another way that Yahweh gave us was to set up our own server at my home. I have all the equipment to do that. However, at this time, I do not have the uh, know, how, know how to do this. And finally, another brother approached us about hosting our shows on his server. We have decided to take the last offer mentioned here. We thank, we're thankful to Randall, Randall Mann, uh, the person who graciously offered us this free offer. Uh, we don't expect this transition to take long, perhaps one or two weeks. I'm sure that after the 15th of uh, April, Blog Talk will reduce us down to their minimum service, and I'm hoping that they'll continue to archive our past shows. In the event that they do not, I have downloaded all the shows, which uh, we will archive somewhere, and they are on the Delusion Resistance. Um, if we need to do this, I will let you know where the uh, shows are archived and where to get the new, ar the new archive as uh they become available after the live shows from the news server are available. 
Um, we want to thank you for your patience as we get up everything up and running. And that archive does exist, and it's at delusionresistance.org, and it's at the top of the page. You'll see it says um, Opposing the Matrix Archives, and you can go there and get every show we've done from 2010 through this last Monday. Another drink of coffee, please. Okay. Here we go. So then I did another blurb in May of 2015. We started on GWOW Radio last week. Right away we were under attack by the enemy. Halfway through the show I lost internet connectivity and my appearance in a and my appearance in the radio, in the show. So I went uh, to call in to tell that I had electronic problems and discovered that my landline was dead too. So I decided to call in using my cell phone, but there was no signal. Yeah, talk about an attack, right? The next day I found out that someone or something had gotten into, into one of the fiber optic centers and destroyed some of the lines. I honestly wondered if uh, martial law had started when all this happened and they cut the communications. You know how things go through your head. Um, I guess that's still in the future. Um, anyway, um, it's great to be on the air again. We look forward to a long future of, on, of radio time. Thanks to our listeners for always being faithful and uh, also being patient with technical glitches that occur. And I constantly say that because we still have technical glitches from time to time. Um, the last one was a storm that blew through here um, a couple of uh, Mondays ago. And it knocked out power in our whole town and halfway to Sweet Home. And, um, but that was a godsend. Okay. And you can, uh, I think it'll, it'll say it later when I talk about this. So October 15th or October 16th, 2015, we've had some changes lately. As I mentioned earlier, we are blessed to be in league with GWOW radio. Randall is a wonderful friend and a true brother in every sense of the word. Recently, Randall received the okay to be included on iHeartRadio, which our show is on, by the way, uh, meaning that our shows go out via satellite now. Um, in addition, Opposing the Matrix is now live on MixLR. That's, I mentioned that earlier. Um, every Saturday night, we used to do Saturday nights, back before I worked on weekends. Um, our shows are then archived on GWOW and iHeartRadio. I keep thinking back to the Schmendrick that said that we were being closed down because maybe we weren't in Yahweh's will. Well, as far as I can tell, he's still wrong. Boy, was he wrong. Um, you always have people like that that write in and say garbage like that. <laughs> you know, well, maybe, maybe you're not in God's will, you know. Well, maybe you're not in God's will by saying that. So, anyway. Okay, it continues. We've had a few challenges lately in the past. Most of us had time to schedule shows and how to study for them. Uh, granted, sometimes we, we winged it. However, Randall and his wife, uh, Bams, have gone full-time to their business. So have I, being promoted to a program manager at work. I was actually the program manager for the pharmacy technician program at the now defunct Pioneer Pacific College uh, down in um, uh, Springfield, Oregon. Um, it's, that means that I can spend many hours at work, uh, that I spend many hours at work, excuse me, 
Fridays are basically days to take naps and to wind down. For this reason, I often schedule shows on Friday nights or Saturday mornings. I know that it's short notice for you, the audience, but it is for me too. Third and most important for this entry is the news that Jim Wilhelms has decided to go his own way and will no longer be part of the hosting the radio show. Yeah, like that's happened like three or four times. Um, I realize that many of you uh, listen in because Jim is on the show, and I hope that you would remain regular listeners. Jim and I have no animosity towards each other. We have decided that Yahweh is moving us in this, in, uh, into the same areas of ministry that are uh, a little diverse and that these things require more attention uh, than Jim's full-time connection on a radio show can afford. I hope and pray for the best of him. He's an awesome minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and a terrific researcher. And my prayer is that he continues to excel in both areas. Finally, I have thought for a long time that opposing a matrix needs a woman's touch and a woman's way of looking at things. My wife and I have a very good friend and sister who's intending on coming on the air uh, to share her research and her art with everyone. Hopefully soon she'll be a co-host on Opposing the Matrix. Um, that one, that worked for maybe a month or two and then, um, she lost interest. So I kind of winged it myself. Okay. December 14, 2015. There've been a couple of important changes in which we need to keep you informed of in the past entry. I mentioned that there's a possibility that a friend and sister in Yeshua would be joining us uh, the show is a co-host that has happened. Our new co-host, Kristen Peterson, will, will, will be co-hosting on a regular basis starting in the middle of December. Kristen is very informed when it comes to a variety of subjects, and she's a fantastic researcher. She'll be a valuable asset to our show and a uh, blessing to boot. Um, Kristen's work schedule will dictate that some maybe one time a month uh, she will not be available for broadcasting. She used to work for the fire department. Um, in addition to your prior to the prior news, we have decided to move our broadcast to Tuesday night format. I hope that my work schedule will continue to afford us to use this night from now on for the foreseeable future. So please catch us on Tuesday nights at the same time as usual. Okay. April, uh, we're getting into 2017 now, April 20th of that year. Many things have happened since the last posting. Kristen did come on as a co-host, and she's been wonderful. She has brought much insight to the show and continues to be a wonderful blessing. Because we have relocated to rural Oregon, we do not have the bandwidth that we once had when we located in Eugene. Um, the only bad thing about moving from Eugene, believe me, the only bad thing, um, we have DSL presently, and it fails more often than it works correctly. We've had to cancel some shows due to technical difficulties. There's the possibility that another Internet provider will soon have a set up a tower that will allow us to use wireless Internet, <clears throat> which will be much more reliable than CenturyLink DSL has been. Uh, since we have had much uh, difficulty, we have switched to doing the show when we feel that the DSL connection will be most reliable which means that the show was live on different days, usually between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, again, this is not always the rule. So you see we had problems. Um, 
uh, with that. Uh, and if we ever had rain, winter ice, it just got worse. Um, and there's always the occasional drunk, uh, that hits the power pole. Um, and this, this particular time is when I brought the drop, bought the Dropbox account. Um, and I was starting to put all the shows on there and then, um, putting links to them. Um, and it's, it's also when I, uh, took all the old shows and I put them on there too. So technically they're not on a commercial site. So, um, I don't worry about the, uh, the copyright infringement right now, although I'm going to be getting into all those shows and replacing the songs with, um, uh, with our current, uh, show theme at the beginning. Um, let's see. And it, um, it goes on to talk about some problems we've been having with the, the connection. Uh, January 3rd, 23rd, 2019. So we're almost jumping two years ahead. Um, it's been close to two years since the last entry of this radio program news post. Toward the middle of last year, Jim again joined the program, as did a new person named Eric Smith. Eric, <coughs> excuse me, Eric is quite versed in the research that we do and has some wonderful insights into current events, um, as well as strong knowledge about the subjects of Nephilim and the pre- and post-flood uh, world history. Uh, during the last posting... I had mentioned that it had been, I had been dosed with colon cancer. Uh, it, I have been one year and seven months cancer-free <clears throat> since the surgery. Praise Yahweh's holy name. And let's see, that was May of 2017, uh, 18, 19, 20, 21. So this, um, this May will be uh, four years cancer-free. Okay, program days and timing have changed. We have not used Block Talk Radio for a long time because it's too expensive and the quality was subpar. We're now using MixLR and it worked good for us. <clears throat> we were using MixLR and it worked good for us for a while. However, it started to do strange things, and believe me, they were weird with the recordings. Thus, it became useless. So we've been on a strictly archive basis. Uh, we record shows. Um, usually on Thursdays, and I try to have them in the archive by the same evening. However, I work the next day, and sometimes an upload, the uh, the upload of the final um, file is as late as Monday. Uh, the last week in January, we will be recording the program on Monday nights, and I should be able to publish the same night as well as I'm off the next day. Uh, Jim and Eric are fine with this, and we hope that our, hope, our listening audience will be too. Uh, we'd like you to know that while Eric is a young buck, Jim and I are starting to get up there in years, so there might be times when uh, the program will miss one of us or the other. We are confident that Eric is an able man uh, uh, for the ship if uh, we happen to go down for a week or so. Finally, you might have noticed that <clears throat> we no longer have information uh, leading, it to G, uh, leading you to GWOW Radio. I was notified by Carl, uh, the person that funded GWOW uh, Radio, that because of financial problems, there was a strong possibility he would have to take down the site, or at the very least, he would ha not have the time to administer the site anymore. We wish Carl and Randall the very best, and we will be in constant prayer that things will turn around for them to be once uh, again able to bring GWOW Radio to its full potential. 
which was very, very nice, a very good format they had going. Uh, March 18, 2019, a lot of happened since January's last posting. We missed a few shows because of interference caused by mixed signals. With uh, I had LTE um, internet at the time. Boy, was that a mistake. Um, okay, the LTE service that I had. Uh, the company that offered the service uh, dragged their feet, fixing the problems. During that time, I was informed that CenturyLink was offering a 40 megabyte per second service in our area, which is phenomenal seeing that we live out in the sticks. I took their offer and ditched the wireless carrier. Uh, the improvement in service caused me to search for a way to do the show live. Uh, a brother wrote to me stating that he uses Spreaker and that it's a good program and that it is affordable. There is no way that we could afford the $400 a year for Blog Talk. Besides, it's my opinion that their service is subpar, akin to paying for a Cadillac when getting, while getting a smart car. <laughs> it's the truth. Uh, we aired live in Spreaker today, and the show was phenomenal. Looks like we're finally set to break new ground and to move onward and upward. As always, um, all the credit goes to Yahweh Yeshua, who makes all things possible. Opposing the Matrix will air every Monday, night at 6.30 p.m. Pacific and 9.30 Eastern. Okay. And then we come to our last entry. Um December 22nd, 2020, there have been many changes this year. Earlier in the year, we brought Eric Smith onto the show. He had worked with Jim Wilhelmson on, on other venues. He was a wonderful addition to the show, but didn't talk much. During the late summer, we also brought on Brian, who has been a Messianic believer in Yeshua for over 40 years. During the first quarter of the year, Wilhelmson started to invite people onto the show that held strange biblical doctrine. Uh, this occurred twice, at least, and concerned me greatly, although I did not allow it. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Although I did allow it in an effort to be open minded um, in the last quarter of the year. Uh, Wilhelmson started to introduce strange, do strange doctrine to him by the end of the year. This led to his departure from the show, although Eric asked to remain with us. Late in December, at the behest of Eric, we planned on having Wilhelmson back on the show for one more night, where he would present an updated version of his New Age Rapture theory, which at one time was really good. Um, what was not made clear to me was that he held uh, an actual set date for the New Age Rapture, as occurring on or around Christmas of 2020, uh, realizing that this was not a good idea and that I had been hoodwinked, basically, by not being told the complete scope of the talk just until hours before the show, I canceled the show. This was followed by a blackout at my home brought on by a cold front that produced high winds from our little valley. Boy, when it blows here, it blows, folks. It's amazing. Um, Let's see, uh, Little Valley. Uh, Wilhelmson took my canceling the show as an affront towards him that was conspiratorial in nature, ending our friendship and affiliation with each other. Um, that coming from a guy that said that I've always been there for, me, for him and been like more than a brother and have been the only person that he could ever trust. Um, 
I guess those were just words. Um, let's see. I have also I have also wondered if the he thought the blackout to be part of this supposed conspiracy. But um, I sent Eric proof from the power company that there really was a blackout. Um, at least Eric would, would accept the truth. So I sent it to him. And uh, whether he shared it with, with Wilhelmson, that's another story. Um, uh, whether Wilhelmson accepts this as an actual proof or some sort of manipulation of the power grid by this writer will probably never be known. You know, I guess I have strange powers. I don't know. I suggested to Eric that he might want to focus his attention on Wilhelmson's new show, of which he was already a co-host. Eric graciously, graciously agreed with me and left the show. However, Eric is always welcome back to be a presenter if he ever wishes. COVID-19 took a toll on our show. I caught it twice, the first time being in January and the second time in June. I missed a lot of work, but produced a lot of shows, which helped ratings a great deal. Uh, somehow the infection affected my lungs, and I also suspect my heart. So I've slowed down a bit. Um, I didn't need the aggravation that Wilhelmson was presenting as stress, and he uh, brought to the show uh, affected my health. So his departure, although leaving me sort of melancholy, has also aided in removing a lot of the stress on Mondays. As uh, the other co-host put it the other day, it was nice not having to worry about what we were going to have, how the damage control that we were going to have to <laughs> be put through. Um, Brian has been a tremendous help and is a wonderful co-host. He has a lot of Bible knowledge, is a fantastic researcher, and has a pastor's heart. He has the prophetic gift also, producing a show with a lot of drama and wondering what a co-host will present. Disappeared from Wilhelms, with Wilhelmson's departure and Brian's addition to the lineup. And like just about everyone, 2020 was not a good year and we hope and hopefully not in vain uh, that 2021 will be uh, a better year. We hope and pray that for that. Spiritually and politically speaking, it will be uh, it'll make an interesting for subject matter for our radio show and uh, we co-hosts. It'll also be nice <clears throat> in that uh, we'll be able to focus our attention on matters from the outside and not have the drama from a supposed co-host. <clears throat> for those of you that do not celebrate Hanukkah, we wish you a happy holiday. For those of you who celebrate Christmas, we wish you happiness and joy, and we pray for a more lucid year for everyone worldwide in 2021. Okay. So there you have it. Um, you know, I haven't counted the shows that we've done, but I think it's well over 600 <coughs> since we started. Excuse me. <coughs> man, oh, man. I'm telling you, folks, um, <clears throat> if you do come down with uh, what they're calling COVID, <clears throat> it um, it affects you in different ways. And with me, it's the lungs and the voice. And um, and uh, I do think that it affected my heart negatively, too. Um, but that remains to be seen. Okay, so... Where am I going here? Okay. So, <laughs> let's start again. Um, 
So our first show was on uh, 1218 of 2010, and I called it our kickoff show, and our guest was John Darnell. Now, John Darnell is nowhere to be found anywhere. Um, he's from Australia, and um, he had a deliverance ministry that was pretty phenomenal. And um, let me get my last sip of coffee, okay? Oh, cold coffee. It's nothing worse. Anyway, um, so we had John Darnell on, and uh, he was a phenomenal person with a good uh, deliverance ministry. And um, what I've been able to put together, and, and I hope it's the truth and it's not gossip, um, it's nothing. not that he did anything bad. It's he was accused of doing something bad. Well, what happened was, I guess there was a woman that was um, being uh, harassed. Oh, actually, she was uh, an SRA victim, uh, satanic ritual abuse. And um, he worked with her. I think he worked also. You know, John was married. And I think the wife worked with him, too, with her. Cause that's the preferred way to do things. <laughs> A uh, guy working with a woman is, is not good if there's not another woman there. Um, ask anybody. Um, anyway, um, the woman got delivered. Uh, she no longer had uh, the things that come with sat- satanic ritual abuse. The, uh, you know, the Satanists following you around, the um, uh, the demons following you around and trying to harass you every every step of the way and everything else. So she got delivered. Uh, well, I guess that her husband or boyfriend didn't like that and uh, reported John as a, as a, being a member of a, or a leader of a cult. And uh, John received some very bad press and, uh, and I guess um, was forced into retirement somehow. Um, and um, I'll be darned if I can find him. I can't find him anywhere. Um I've looked everywhere in Australia, and he's not around. If you know where he is, get a hold of him for me. I'd love to have him back on the show. Um, I'd like to find out what happened to him and, and let him air it out and if he if he wants to, or even just to talk with him about uh, SRA. Um, or if he doesn't want to talk, just to let me know that he's okay. Okay? Like the love John Darnell. Um Okay, second guest was Matthew Miller. Matthew kind of got the ball rolling with us with the um, before before we started opposing the Matrix. We did about four or five shows with Matthew Miller, and um, but Matthew turned out to be a, a different person than he actually presented himself to be, and um, is now very hypercritical about opposing the Matrix and. Uh, and even though I've um, used some of his work to present uh, some of the things that he he was presenting, I've given him full credit, of course. Um, he's accused me of some things that aren't quite right, you know, like stealing his work. When I, you know, it's not stealing when you give full credit, you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's that's uh, water under the bridge as far as I'm concerned. And I hope he feels the same way. We had Rob Skiba on at one time. Um, and that's the only time that he has been on and will ever be on. Um, uh, he and I don't see eye to eye, and uh, he likes to debate. Um, I don't think Christians should debate. I think that they should have dialogue, which are two different things. Debate requires a winner and a loser. And in Yeshua, none of us are losers. 
but uh, he has this little uh, group of psychophants that uh, kind of cheer him on while he's debating. It's uh, it's kind of like watching the um, the Christians in the Colosseum with the uh, the gladiators slaughtering them, you know. Um, and Rob is the gladiators. So uh, we had Lynn Marzulli on the third time. That was a nice show. Um, I've had mixed feelings about Lynn, but I think he's a pretty nice guy. I think he's got a lot going, and that um, he uh, he. Um, well, he, he lost his house in a series of fires that happened down in Southern California. So, uh, I feel for the guy really bad for that. And, um, he's a good author, a great author, as a matter of fact, and, uh, and a good speaker. And, um, I just, uh, well, maybe someday we'll have him on the show again. And then we did a show on a Christian identity movement. Um, let's see. Uh, there are many times when we have shows when we don't have guests and we don't have a subject to talk about. But I got to tell you that Yahweh has always been faithful to get us going and, and making one of the best shows that we've ever had every time that happens. Um, it's been great, actually. Um, and then, in, uh, let's see, 4 of 2011 um, is when we went, basically went solo um, without any help. And I call that our first show, but really our first show was back uh, in 12 of 2010. And I think Matthew Miller was working with us on that. Um, uh, we did a show about time travel, one about, uh, should we call Easter Easter or Resurrection Day? Um, I've moved uh, far beyond both of those things. Um, let's see. Uh, then we had a show on Frequently Asked Questions. Uh, we had a show, another show with Matthew Miller. And right about then is when we had a falling out with Matthew Miller right after that. And I can't remember even what it was about. But, uh, you know, the Lord bless him if he's doing the Lord's work. I haven't heard from her. Well, I've heard from him once in the last five years to hear the accusations. But um, anyway, um, a show about who the real Israel is. Another show about... Um, <clears throat> The Amer American Prophecy, Jim, um, has a really good teaching on that. Uh, <clears throat> a show about the Omega Generation, the, the last generation, which I think is alive right now. Uh, we had another show with uh, Michael Ian Henry. Um, he's from Ros <clears throat> Roswell. And um, uh, he worked with Guy Malone for quite a while, um, setting him up, you know, with different... Uh, at different venues, setting this stuff up and tearing it back down. And uh, I'll never forget one time um, I was w visiting with Jim when Jim had his uh, museum of alternative reality, uh, alternate realities. Um, I, I always get those two mixed up, and so did a lot of homosexuals because they would come and think it said alternative realities. Um, but anyway, uh, Mike would stand outside the UFO museum and go, hey, if you want to hear the truth, it's not in here. It's over there. And he'd point at Jim's store. <laughs> so it looks like we had another interview with Rob Skiba. Okay. Well, that was the last one then. Um, we talked in another show about uh, ghosts and spirits, what they actually were or are. Um, we talked about mysterious disappearances. 
Um, we had a roundtable discussion one time that was really good. I think Daniel Duvall was there and um, a few other uh, pastors slash researchers. Um, and this is all back in 2011. Um Sometimes we had multi-topic nights where we would talk about current events, uh, politics, and the Bible, and, and everything. It was, we've had some interesting shows. Um, we've had a show about what correct attitude should be in different uh, situations. Um, an interview with um, Augusto Perez, which I do not remember it one bit. <laughs> um, I remember it being a good show. We had another show about Yahweh's wrath, another one about how Yahweh works uh, in the ones that are yielded to him and to no others. Um, we had a three-part series where we did discussions on, on a variety of different subjects. Um, we did a show where Jim did a discourse on Cain's uh, descendants and the Nazi connection. And uh, part of that um I, I didn't agree with, but you know, we did it anyway, to be fair. And uh, so, uh, anyway, let's move on here. Uh, <clears throat> uh, November of 2011 is the first time we had Gordy Tong on, and I think he had his friend Al on there, too. And uh, They're from British Columbia, and they were talking about some strange things that were going on up there. Uh, alien, human alien hybrids and, uh, hauntings and stuff like that. Really good show. <clears throat> we did a show with Laura Up the Grove on, um, in 2011 in December. Um, then we did another show about a reptilian conspiracy. Another show where we just, <clears throat> we winged it. And, um, we did another show with a guy that wrote a book, uh, called Caverns, Caverns. Caverns, Cauldrons, and Concealed Creatures. His name was uh, J. Michael Mott. And, uh, man, that was a good show. Uh, you got to get that book, Caverns, Cauldrons, and Concealed Creatures, because he basically catalogs um, what we know as alien abduction has happened, happened through a lot of history, not necessarily with UFO knots, but um, uh, with fairies and nymphs and, and stuff in the Middle Ages and I think he goes into the uh, Peter talking about uh, a woman having a man over her because of the angels. Um, so he goes into a lot, went into a lot of stuff. Uh, he and I don't agree on some subjects, but you know what? When it comes to who these things are and what they are, we couldn't agree more. And that is an excellent book, by the way. I would I would highly recommend it to anybody. Whatever you got to pay for it, pay for it because it's a good book. He does have a second edition of it out that I don't have, which I got to get. As a matter of fact, I'll have to look for it. Um, let's see. Uh, around that time, we had our first interview with Jonathan Gray, who is a notable um, uh, archaeologist um, he, who studies um, uh, ancient humanity, both before the flood and after. Um, and and shows some interesting uh, results, not results, but um, um, things that uh, out of place things that shouldn't exist, like a um, an area in India that's uh, where all the the ground looks like glass, like there was an atomic explosion there. Uh, underground cities, uh, where the pyramids actually came from when they were built. 
Um, he goes into Ron Wyatt's work because he worked with Ron Wyatt, uh, talking about um, the uh, finding the uh, Ark of the Covenant, uh, Pharaoh's army uh, under the Red Sea, uh, the real uh, Mount Sinai, which is in Saudi Arabia of all places. Um, uh, Jonathan Gray interviews are special to me, and uh, he he's just an awesome man. And uh, I got to have him on again. I have to get a hold of him uh, to talk about some more stuff. Um, his last interview with us, which was earlier this year, you've got to listen to it. Search for it in the archives. Um, it should still be on um, on um, speaker, uh, but if not, it's in the archives on the. Um, on the Delusion Resistance website, and it's um, with the, our interview with Jonathan Gray. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it was such a good show that we had to have a show after, a week afterwards to talk about it and absorb what we heard. Um, we've done shows on spirit superstition, curses, and dealing with the demonic. Um, let's see... Uh, when um, our good friend David Flynn, um, there, there's no man that I, I respect more on this earth than David Flynn. And um, he, he was a, a man amongst all men, man. He was he was amazing. Uh, he wrote a lot of uh, uh, two or three books, but um, he dealt a lot in sacred geometry and using the tools of the enemy against the enemy. Uh, we did a um, hike through the desert in 2005 with David and his brother Mark. Uh, they're twins, and uh, I embarrassed myself one time by walking up to Mark and going, David Flynn, it is certainly a pleasure to meet you. And he goes, well, that's really nice to hear, but David's over there on Mark. Um, and I felt totally embarrassed, and everybody laughed, but that's okay. Um, but uh, he passed away from a glioblastoma, and... Um, it was, it was, and still is sad to know that he's gone. And, uh, but you know what? He got all the answers. The minute that he was in the arms of Jesus, he got all the answers to everything he ever looked for. Um, and everything he tried to show us too. Um, let's see. We interviewed some guy named Mauro Oliveira. I don't remember what that was about. That, well, it was back in 2012, so it was eight years ago, and I can't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. So, um, anyway, another interview with Lynn Marzulli uh, called the Cosmic Chess Match, um, and this is the the year in uh, December of 2012 when we first had uh, a Ralph Epperson on. Ralph later went on to become a good friend of mine, still is. Um, and he wrote a book called The Unseen Hand. Many of you have probably read it. Um, uh, excellent book. It talks about the um, the real world, um, who really controls the world, who runs things. It's the uh, the bankers, the masons, and all the. And it's it's you got to get that book and read it. The Unseen Hand. You either get it from him from his website or buy it online somewhere. Um, you, you will not fully understand the U.S. government and what has happened through our U.S. history until you read The Unseen Hand. That's all I'm going to say. Um, did another show on end time politics. Uh, we did another one with Jonathan Gray and the scrolls, uh, talking about the um, Dead Sea Scrolls, because he knows a lot about those. Um, 
another show that we called Basic Essentials, The Alien Agenda. Um, it was about this time, about 2012, I do believe. Yeah. We started to hear from the Lord that we needed to see everybody knew about the Nephilim by 2012. Everybody knew about the book of Enoch, the first Enoch, that is, uh, Jasher and everything else. And, and, and uh, so basically when we would get on and talk about it, it was sensationalism and it was drawing a lot of people in. But it was something that you could read and find anywhere on the Internet. It wasn't something new anymore, you know, and. And so the Lord said, you know, you know, the time's getting close and we really, you guys really need to start talking about getting ready for the end times. And getting ready means not stockpiling weapons and stuff like that, but getting your soul and your spirit ready for what's coming down the pike. And uh, it was about this time that we started to do that. And uh, we lost probably about three quarters of our audience because we weren't into the sensationalism anymore. And uh, we were actually trying to help people to get ready for the end times. And I guess people didn't want to hear about that. So um, it was a blessing in disguise because we uh, we uh, we might have lost 75 percent. But there are people that were in, in it for the sensationalism and not for the uh, for the ministry part of the uh, the radio show and and our ministry. Um, they weren't into it for the Lord. They were into it to to hear again and again and again about the Nephilim and stuff like that. And we never stopped talking about the Nephilim. We just uh, pulled back a little bit. And uh, and we did shows like um, End Times in Politics, uh, The Fruits of Obedience, uh, about how the council in the alien abduction phenomena or advised would probably be a better way to put it. Um, about that time, we had an interview with my pastor, Frank Castanet. He was my pastor at the time. Um, Jim at that time had, and Eric had gone down to the southwest looking for the fortress of Anu and, uh, and ran into some very interesting situations while they were down there. So they came on the next week and talked about that. Uh, we talked about beyond being set free. In other words, yeah, you can be bored again, but there's much more to, uh, a relationship with Yahweh than just being born again. Um, about that time, um, Mike Slack, or I said his name before, but his real name is Mike Slack, came on and talked about uh, zombies and uh, and the Nephilim and stuff like that. Um, I, the next show we talked about the Anunnaki, the Nephilim, and the Elohim. Um, Frank Castanet came on a couple of weeks later and talked about free energy. He's he's really involved in that. Um, he um, has built a Bedini wheel, which is very interesting. It actually pulls ambient energy out of the air, and he can use it to store it in batteries. And um, um, it is um, something that hopefully will be used by everybody in the future for free to to make free energy, basically. Um, although the uh, the oil companies probably aren't too happy with it, but it's something that has and it's still catching on, and um, and it's a good radio show to listen to. It really is. Um, we did a show about new and dangerous doctrines. Uh, we did another interview with Jonathan Gray, another interview with Gordy Tong, and I guess Al was on that one too. 
And we had things called free talk nights where we would just talk about what was ever on our mind. Those are pretty good shows, actually. Um, we had one uh, on once and only once uh, a guy named C.K. Quarterman. Uh, C.K. is an interesting person, but uh, he claims to be a prophet. And, uh, well, if a prophet's prophecies don't turn out, then, you know, they're probably not a prophet. But uh, anyway, he's got quite a quite a following. And uh, back then he didn't, but um, now he does. And so we talked with him, and uh, that was an interesting show. But that was the first and last time he was on. Um and then this was about the time that, that Jim took his sabbatical and Frank took over for a little while. Uh, Jim's spot, Frank Castanet, he was my pastor. Um, so we, uh, you know, he, it was, he was a pretty good co-host actually. I just wish he would have hung out more and, and stayed with it, but he had other things to do and I understand that. Um, we talked about our, our lives being filled on a, foundation that won't crumble that was another show um another show we talked about current events and proper correction in other words how to tell somebody that they're doing something wrong the proper way without being condemning them uh we talked did another show about uh, geocentricity versus heliocentricity in other words um, does the sun go around the earth or does the earth go around the sun we did another interview with an individual named Patrick Henry, and I can't remember for the life of me what that was about. Um, I think he was um, associated with uh, Frank Castanet in some way, and it might have had something to do with free energy. That's where I'm, I'm thinking anyway. Um, and there was another night when uh, Frank and I had Jim Wilhelmson on. Um, in 2012, on 11-3, we did a pre-election show. <laughs> Or 2012, excuse me. Um, and that was for o- when Obama got elected for a second term. Uh, we did another interview with uh, Michael Mott, J. Michael Mott. He's the one that wrote Caverns, Cauldrons, and Concealed Creatures. Um, we did a show about Ezekiel 38 or Psalm 83, two wars that are still have to happen in the Middle East, which one we thought might be coming before the other. Um, let's see. Did a show called Christmas is Coming, What Do We Do? <clears throat> there are many of us that do not believe that December 25th was the night that Yeshua was born. Um, some of us believe that uh, that it's a uh, it was the Roman Catholic Church's attempt to bring in the pagans. So um, they brought them in during Saturnalia and uh, mixed the two holidays together. And if you look at a lot of the symbolism during Christmas, it's pagan in tradition and not Christian or biblical by any means. So that's what we talked about that night. Um, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> December of 2012, uh, Jim uh, came on and did a show. Uh, we talked about the Watchmen's of the Last Days. Um, it probably had to do with uh, the Watchman on the Wall and uh, the Book of Ezekiel. It's mentioned twice. Uh, we did another show with uh, Michael Ian Henry, which is another name for Mike Slack. Another one with Jonathan Gray. Except here it was preempted, though, so I have to look into that. Anyway, um, let's see. And then we started to look at some cult into some cults. Um, 
we did a show called The Great Christian Identity Crisis. Um, it had to do with the NAR movement and uh, and some of the aspects of that. And that was in 2013. Um, we did a show about the er- erosion of the Christian faith. Another one about a cult that was out there called the Tabernacle of David, which was something that Frank Castanet was getting into. So I think that he was probably gone when that show was done. Um, you know, gone meaning he wasn't a co-host anymore. Um, we did another show about if the, the law is not um, valid anymore, does it mean that the church is the church of Laodicea? Um, then we did another show was time travel mentioned in the Bible. Um, I think I was doing things back during this time by myself. Um, I did a series, and it, you can read it online. It's actually, I t- turned it into a book form. It's called uh, The Days of Noah series. And um, so I read from those, and I talked about that. That was that was a pretty good uh, two or three weeks. Um, let's see. Uh, well, I guess Frank was still here. We did a... Um, an evening with Frank Castanet, Variety Topic Night. I think I think I was on alone and I had him on. Anyway, um, we did a show about prophets, about what a prophet is supposed to be and uh, not supposed to be. And let's see. Jim must have been back in 2014 because there was, will there be a false rapture and false resurrection? Um and then the week after that, we, we did it again. We continued talking about it. Um, we did another show that is a two-part series, What Lies Ahead in America's Future. Another show, Who's Really Controlling America. We I did an interview with uh, Daniel Duval, Daniel Duval uh, Rob Baxter, and Josh Peck. And Jim must have been here for that one. He would have gotten those guys together. Um and we did a show on time, uh, God's perspective and the effect on doctrinal differences. So you can see we did a lot of different shows on with diff- different subjects. Um, 2014, we had a very interesting year. Uh, we did a show with Connie Huff and Aaron Dakin. Connie Huff wrote a book called Know, Not, know Thine Enemy. Very good book. Um, and she also had that published under Tom Horn and um, we have our own feelings about the publisher. Um, an interview with Tiffany Dashke. I don't remember that. Um, I'll have to listen to that again. Um, an evening with Steve Upshur. He was, and I think still is the pastor of where Jim attends uh, church. Um, and then another show where we did three subjects. Um, we did a show about the, the blood moons. Um, do they signify a new Holocaust or an Aliyah? Aliyah means uh, when a Jewish person moves back to Israel, it's it's a return. Is what it means. Uh, we did a show called the multidimensional aspect of faith. See where I'm going with all this, right? It's it's this radio show has been phenomenal over the years. Uh, we did another show on Ezekiel 38 or Psalm 83, the two wars. Um, Let's see. We did a show on the uh, uh, whoa, 
convergement movement, uh, talking about Tony Palmer, the Pope, and the evangelicals, identifying false shepherds and false sheep was another one. Uh, what would Jesus say about gay marriage was another one. Very good one. Um, another one, the church related to see it continues and the interdimensional blues. <laughs> I did that show by myself. I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, the interdimensional blues had to do with, uh, basically, um, I told the story about when, uh, my dogs go outside, how happy they are to go outside because they are mostly inside dogs and, and going outside is a big thrill for them because it's something new. Every time they go out, it seems like it's something new, like they've never been there before. Um, and they go out a lot, but, um, but I, you know, I, I went into the little uh, subject about how, um, you know, that I, when we go outside, you know, you know, you look up at the stars and wonder, wow, that's really far out there. But then you think to yourself, but that's just part of the creation. And there's something even beyond that and that we're going to be part of what's beyond that. And it was just a show to talk about that. It was, um, it was pretty interesting. I, I still sometimes think about that. And, uh, anyway, I did another show about the Ebola, um, should say crisis and, uh, secret service debate, accidental or on purpose. Um, the book of Jose and modern society. And we did another show with Jonathan Gray, uh, missing people and things in archaeology. That was a really good one. Um, Let's see, the Matrix Mystery Night, and that was continued the next week. Uh, another good one was, has Satan assigned Nephilim men and women to sidetrack the people that are called by God? Another show, what happens when we die? Um, another show by John, with Jonathan Gray, the age of the, uh, age of the Egyptian edifices, Nibiru and Anunnaki. Anunnaki, we uh, talked all about those things. Uh, then we had Rob, um, okay, help me, Lord. Russ, um, Tanner on, we talked about chemtrails, uh, the chemtrail flu and other chemtrail information. Um, those are two different shows. Um, talking about Christian extremism, another one about Christian and marijuana use. And I let my thoughts be known about that. We're in 2015 now. Uh, we did a show on Farrakhan's Great Wheel and the White Spirits and how it uh, identifies with race wars in the coming apocalypse. <clears throat> uh, another one about uh, the Haldron the Super Collider. Is it really a portal to other dimensions? We've talked about that a lot on this uh, radio show. Um a show asking what's going on with the millennial generation in the church. Um, let's see. We did another show, God Behind the Scenes. That was a two-parter. Um, and then there was, um, let's see, 2015. There was supposed to be something that happened in 2015. I think there was a comet coming, and uh, there was supposed to be a rapture or something, and if I remember correctly, and we did a two-parter called, well, we're still here and waiting. Um, another show with Ralph Epperson, two more shows with Ralph Epperson, and then uh, two shows with Jonathan Gray, part one and part two. 
of uh, An Evening with Jonathan Gray. Um, we did a show on Christians and Halloween, paganism within the church. Um, another show with Rob Everson, The Truth About the Constitution and Our Supposed Freedom. Um, this is, And about this time is when I started doing Gematria studies. Um, and it, this one was, it's all, it's all in the name. And I think it's the one about George Soros, if I'm not mistaken. That was in, uh, December of 2015. Um, then it started doing shows about the, uh, new apostolic reformation. Um, that church down in, um, uh, uh, Bethel Reading and, uh, how it's, uh, it's corrupting the gospel and, um, now it's an abomination, basically. Um, another show is their life on other planets. Um, another show, Law versus Grace. Is there a middle ground? <clears throat> another show, her, um, Heresy Alert, Bethel Church in Redding, California. And Bill Johnson, its pastor. That's a good one. Um, another show about the, the book and the movie The Shack, asking if it's heretical, which it is. Um we talked about a second exodus. Um, and that, that basically was talking about an exodus of America, uh, Christians in America, from America, going to Israel. Uh, very interesting show. I, I'd listen to that one if I were you. Um, uh, is there heresy in today's Christian music? As another one. Uh, did Jesus have alien encounters, angels, demons throughout history? Uh, another one about Rosa Mystica, which is a Mary apparition that, uh, happened in, um, oh boy, it was in Italy, I think. Um, it goes into that, but it also goes into all the Marian, um, uh, apparitions. And it always turns out that, uh, uh, Mary will always appear saying that she's representing Jesus and she wants you to worship Jesus. And the last time or just about the last time that she appears, She's got people building um, shrines and stuff for her, and uh, that uh, basically she's the the road to Jesus, who is the road to the Father. Um, so it it just shows how um, you know it, it evolves. Mary worship evolves into uh, paganism. Well, it is paganism to begin with, but how it evolves into uh, her asking to worship for Jesus, and then finally having her ask for worship for herself. Um, let's see. Did another show, America's Indigenous People, uh, Christianity, Morons, and uh, and the NARB. I think it's about the NAR. Um, another, word, another show about syncretism, uh, mixing tradition with faith in Yeshua. Um, another show that, that I've, man, I wrote about this back in the eighties, uh, about tithing. And so I presented that study. Um, and then a show about the fabric of space and time, biblical perspectives, which is a really good show. Um, goes into a lot of, uh, scripture that talks about, uh, space being fabric and, um, and scientists agreeing with it. Okay, and then another show, Yahweh, the creator of space-time. Um, another show, Who's Really in Charge, talking about the New World Order and stuff like that. Um, 
another show which I, I really enjoy doing called The Abrahamic Promise and Yahweh's Payback to Germany. And, uh, well, I should have said Western Europe. Um, showing how the uh, the mass exodus of uh, or the mass um, uh, coming in of uh, Muslims is uh, a curse uh, against Western Europe uh, because of what happened, how they gave up the Jews in uh, in 1940s, and uh, how the uh, promise to Abraham um, also was a promise to the the Arabs too, because that promise was made before Ishmael was born. So um, anyway, that was that was a pretty interesting show. Really like that. Um, another uh, show I call the Spiritual Action Against Lawlessness. Um, the National Cancer of America was another one. Um, Jim Wilhelmson refutes the flat Earth theory and other things. That was a good show. And I did an article about it. I actually turned it into a book. <laughs> That's how much information I found. And it's on the delusionresistance.org. And it's free for you to download and read. Um, a show about uh, exopolitics, pharma, pharmacaea, and frankenfoods. That was a good show. Um, another show, the pre-edemic civilization theory and other crap. Um something that a lot of Christians are talking about, that there was a civilization on earth before Adam and Eve and God destroyed that and and started over again. Well, it's called the gap theory and there's no there's no uh, biblical uh, basis for it. Um, let's see. And this is when we had Russ Tanner on again, interview with Russ Tanner concerning chemtrails. Um, another show debunking the flat earth. <laughs> Uh, I call that an expanded edition. Um, and that, I guess that had two parts. Um, the use of sophism in the flat earth theory. And uh, that um, had something to do with Michael Heiser. Uh, he was having a debate with somebody that was basically telling him he didn't know what he was talking about. Um, and Michael Heiser is a, has a Ph.D. in... Um, ancient Semitic languages and um, you know he could he could tell you anything about the Bible and about the words in the Bible and what they mean um, just off the top of his head and this guy was calling him an idiot so I I wrote a or got on the radio and talked about it um, okay let's see who or what are indigo children was another one uh, here's another one. Who is George Soros? That's the one that, that does the study on him. Another one, black-eyed children. Uh, who or what are they? And uh, another one that is really good, and we uh, talked about it again recently, is there a, a secret CERN facility, uh, CERN being the, the super collider in, in um Switzerland, um, is there one that's going to be used as a counterbalance? And why would they need to have a counterbalance? So it goes into that. Um, another one, Trump and um, Josiah, cautious anticipation. I'd have to listen to that again. Uh, another one with CERN's occult connections and Koranimals planned backfires. Uh, that's back when they were firing all the missiles at Israel. A lot of them were the wind was blowing them back into the sea and the Muslims even said their God is fighting for them. 
Yeah, well, you know, if he is, maybe you want to quit fighting then. Um, anyway, um, another show, let's talk about the tradition of Christmas. Another show, diversity, liberal hostility, election hacking. That was back in 2016. We're talking about election hacking. My, my, how things repeat themselves. Um, another one talking about the tradition of Christmas. Um, 2017 in uh, January, current events and the satanic holidays melded into Christianity. Uh, who's behind the unrest in this country is another one. Uh, will post-Trump America be bad for believers in Yeshua? Um, I wrote that not knowing that what God's plans are for President Trump, whether he's going to be have a second term or not. But he's not going to be alive forever. And one of these days, uh, there's going to be a backlash. And I wrote about that or talked about it and wrote about it, I do believe. Um, let's see. I did another one about the NAR or New Apostolic Re- Reformation uh, taking over the Trump administration, if that was a possibility. Um, the purpose of dumbing down secular and Christian education. Um, another show asking if the Nephilim Sons of God uh, concept will ever be accepted by the church. Um, the church and its millennial expectations is another show. Um, it goes on and on. I, I had one show uh, uh, July of 2017 where I talked about a Twilight Zone weekend that it was a bizarre weekend. You got to listen to that show. It's, uh, I think it was a precursor of, uh, a lot of things that are to come for us, uh, in a church. Um, things are going to seem like the twilight zone a lot more now. <laughs> and, uh, if 2020 doesn't convince you of that, then, uh, nothing will. Um, let's see. Weird stuff happening on the earth. Another one about ocean waters disappearing without a cause that happened. Uh, back in 2017, um, down in South America, that was very interesting and a good show. Um, they're all good shows, but that one was something else. Uh, one about the Las Vegas shooting and the Planet X possibilities. Uh, the Las Vegas shooting and another one, Las Vegas shooting stinks to high heaven. Um, and, um, just showing inconsistencies and in how that guy couldn't have possibly been the only shooter and how he was probably assassinated before um, the authorities found him. Um, and a little about the um, the guy that says he tried to, you know, that he phoned in uh, where the guy was. Well, yeah, he knew where the guy was because he was part of the whole thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, the pedophiles are revealed and more about the Las Vegas shooting. Uh, the sheriff down in Las Vegas looked like he was under a lot of pressure to, to lie for the, uh, for the elites. So I had one, Joe Lombardo needs our prayers. Um, another one about Christians celebrating Halloween. Uh, another show about should, uh, believers be armed. Um, another show about no, there's not in other words, there are some Christians that run around that everything that happens is the devil. 
the devil did it. The devil made me do it. You know, no, it's not um, always the devil. So that's what that show is about. Um, another show about um, the fallacy that the, the Jews of today are not really Jews, but they're Khazars from uh, from Eastern Europe or um, the Caucasus region of uh, the earth. Um, another show, um, are you affluent or effluent in your faith with Yeshua? And uh, you know what affluent means? It means rich and effluent means uh, basically waste that uh, comes out of your toilet or down the toilet. Um, another one, uh, to flu shot or not to flu shot? That's the question. Um, I've been talking about vaccinations for many years. Not It's not just a current thing. Um, Another one about uh, Christian Ouija boards. Yes, there actually are such things. Another one about destiny cards, which are basically um, tarot cards that are being used by Christians in something called Christ alignment. Um, Another one where um, I was talking about my cancer or my ex-cancer. I think that's what it was talking. It says back what seemed, from what seemed like certain demise. 2017 and 18 were not good years for me. <laughs> oh no, that's when I had um, the adhesions and the bowel obstructions, and that's I, I do believe I came close to to biting the big one. The nurse that was taking care of me told me that, and uh, so I almost went home with that one. And there's some weird things that happened in the hospital too. Um, weird things I saw and it's uh, you could hear about it if you listen to that. Um, another one talking about uh, the, the fallacy that Israel's an apartheid state. Um, let's see, are Palestinians, Palestinians really Canaanites? And that's the answer to that's no, but you can listen to about it during the show. Um, another one uh, that was in, uh, February of 2018, a time for reckoning here, sedition, treason, and military tribunals. Getting a little late here. Um, Let's see. The comeback show. Yeah, I was out for a while in 2018, and... um, I did one show um, in April, and the next one was in June. So I was out for a couple of months. And um, so uh, before that, though, I did a show, What's Happening on Montauk Point. Um, before that, a little lesson about uh, deep underground military bases. Another one about having hope in a hopeless world. Um Let's see. The prophetic realm is another one. The comeback show. Let's see. Uh, right brain, left brain, or both. Believe it or not, people that people that are left-brained um, are usually uh, people that are uh, better skilled than the ability to be able to reason. And people that are right-brained are usually people that are very good in music or the artistic realms. And um, there are different uh, characteristics spiritually, too, in uh, in both groups. So we talked about that. 
Um, let's see. Another one drained the swamp in Washington and in the church. Revival starts with the house of God. That's what scripture says. Uh, let's see. Looks like we had a series here. Who are the sons of God? Part one of three. Who are the sons of God? Part two dimensions as they apply to quantum physics. Uh, who are the sons of God? Part three. Um, okay. Um, is there a price to pay for serving Yahweh seriously? Uh, let's see. Pin the tail on the Antichrist. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, the serpent origins of the Democratic Party and the urgency to vote. I was talking about the midterm elections in 2018. Uh, then we uh, we did some shows talking about the uh, the elites use of adrenochrome and where adrenochrome comes from. Uh, talking about another one talking about the Bush family serpent seed in relationship to the elites. Um, debunking Hitler uh, from Hitler series then in the last week's show problems with the hunting Hitler series. I think Jim did was uh, instrumental in that one. Arose by any other name, uh, Newspeak in our current era. If you're familiar with book 1984, Newspeak is a common term used there. Um, another show, what are the Noahide laws and how do they fit into these last days? I did that because I've got a cousin that thinks that... Uh, Last time we talked, anyway, that thinks that the Jews are going to use the Noahide laws against the the uh, un or against Gentiles uh, when they take over the world. <laughs> the Jews are not going to take over the world; they're going to be the target of the world. Um, we talked about the enemy snares, pros and cons, because there are some pros to when the enemy is after you. Um, he uses that. Uh, God uses that for uh, for his own purposes. Another one, buckle your seatbelts, the end of linear time in Revelation. Um, talks about a scripture in Revelation 10. Uh, another one, we just want to thank the liberal leftists, socialists, and communists out there uh, because they're revealing themselves more and more every day as to who they are. And hopefully that'll turn against them, not against us. Um, answering Laureen's questions about the uh, using the gift of tongues. Um, another show, Jesus, you affect, oh, this, I did this one years ago, but I expounded on it and actually uh, brought it up to date. Jesus, does UFO activity increase at or around times of prophetic fulfillment and religious revival? The answer is yes. And I show in uh, during this show, and also there's an article on my website about it. Um, let's see, and then we have another show with Jonathan Gray, and I think that had probably had to do with the pyramids, the Sphinx, and other things like that. Um, let's see, another show, Who Exactly is Running the World? We discussed that several times. Um, then... Um, 
We had a, a series of nights when um, I interviewed uh, on my own Ralph Epperson. Um, let's see. Uh, he, we did America's Secret Destiny. We did uh, a two-part series. Uh, Jesse James lived to be 103 years old, which is very interesting. Um, if you're into the Old West and you're into American history, uh, that's a good good listen to or a good read. Um, let's see. And then we had Russ Tanner on again about chemtrails back in 2019. Um, Ralph Everson did another one, America's Secret Destiny. Uh, that was a two-parter. Um, one night we did a show that had four subjects. Um, that was pretty neat. Um, the uh, I did a show on the uh, El Paso, Texas Walmart shooting. There's too many inconsistencies. I mean, it's it's it was ridiculous what they were trying to get us to believe about that. Um, we did another show with Ralph about the uh, Kennedy assassinations. Um, things that you've never heard before. Um, let's see. Another thing with Russ Tanner. Um, another one, Jeffrey Epstein did not commit suicide. That's been a big hit on, uh, on, uh, YouTube and on, um, Tum- not Tumblr, uh, Rumble. A lot of people have listened to that show on both of those formats. Uh, or a show by Ralph Everson, with Ralph Everson, Only the U.S. Has Nukes, and that was a two-parter. Um, did another show with Gordy Tong back in 2019. I think he had Al on with him that night, too. Uh, we had a four-parter uh, with Ralph Everson, The Conspiracy Against Christianity. That was a really good series. Um, another one that... Um, I think I did this by myself. Is JFK Jr. alive and is he QAnon? Interesting. This whole thing with the election might turn out a lot different by the time January rolls around, which is right, just a week away, actually. Um, Ralph Everson did another one with us, uh, The New World Order Finally Revealed. Um Let's see, is the coronavirus something that we should worry about? This was in uh, January of 2020. Uh, what might happen if when Trump went, Trump is exonerated next week and church history repeating itself in these last days, both of those subjects in one night. Um, we did an interview of Rodney Matson about the secret space program, which was very interesting. Uh, we did another one about uh, weather changes and the Earth's polar axis change. Uh, another one about Agenda 2020, Cap and Trade, UN Meddling in American Affairs. Um, let's see, another one, the schism between fundamentalism and spirit-filled Christianity can it ever be overcome. Uh, another one that's very popular online is Donald Trump, a time traveler. Um, did quite a few about uh, the coronavirus. Um, one of them must have come a little too close to the truth and it was kicked off of YouTube as a matter of fact. And, um, I think that was called the, uh, COVID-19, um, uh, COVID-19 5G connection. Um, 
can a, and this is about the time Brian came on the show, can a believer in Jesus be possessed? We explore that question with our friend Brian and brother Brian. Um, let's see, uh, what's next? What will happen with the sped up COVID-19 virus pandemic? Boy, was that prophetic or what? Um, a show talking about the, uh, the cold civil war. Uh, which is becoming hotter by the day. <laughs> um, the COVID-19 and Spanish flu epidemics to many, too many parallels. The Gates Gates connection. You may not know this, but Bill Gates has, pu- has pushed for a vaccine for COVID-19. And the guy that started the, uh, Spanish flu ec- epidemic, many think, in 1917 was also named Gates. So you wonder, is there a connection there? Um, let's see. There it is. The COVID-19 5G connection got me, got a kick. That one got kicked off of YouTube. It's there again under a different name. Um, there's a whole bunch of them where I did a, um, uh, Gamatria studies on people. Um, just showing their their name equivalents uh, to different other um, phrases and stuff that they uh, that match their their numeric equivalent of their name and how it's kind of uncanny how these things um, reveal who these people are. Um, in other words, another one: uh, Jeffrey Epstein did not commit suicide. Um, another one: Epstein and Maxwell are spilling their guts, apparently. Um, let's see who can you trust anymore what is reality and is our reality really a reality that's an interesting one uh, let's see so you kind of get the gist I'm, I'm kind of getting up to where we are right now um, started talking about is there a coming civil war and the answer is yes uh one of them talking about the Kraken, uh, which was a raid on uh, German servers in um, in uh, Frankfurt, Germany, that showed that uh, there was uh, mass election fraud. A lot of shows about the mass election fraud. Um, some shows about QAnon and things like that. I'm just trying to wrap things up because it's getting late. And um, but. Um, God, I've gone over two hours already. Okay, we're going to wrap things up. Um, anyway, folks, it's been an exciting 10 years. Hopefully, it'll be another exciting 10 years, maybe 20, hopefully, uh, depending on the plans that Yahweh has. Uh, we'll, it'll happen or won't happen. Um, anyway, we need, uh, if you would, keep this ministry in prayer. Um there are always things coming against this ministry, whether it be financial. Um, uh, things have been getting kind of squirrely at work, so I don't know from day to day what's happening there. Um, but uh, and people are getting weird. You know, neighbors are starting to act kind of funny, and it's a lot of it has to do with it's a spiritual warfare thing, of course, but a lot of it has to do with uh, the with this COVID nineteen epidemic or supposed pandemic is uh is doing to people and how it's affecting them 
and we need to pray against these governors that are um, basically acting like Pharaoh and won't let our people go. So anyway, just keep everything in prayer, not just us, but everything. And I want to let you know it's been a pleasure serving the, the radio audience for the last 10 years, and I look forward to doing it for another 10, like I said earlier. And um, if I could do it for a living, I would do it every day of the week. If I could just make a living at it or make a living somehow and still do this uh, every day of the week, it would just be awesome. But uh, until that happens, we're stuck with Monday nights and uh, occasional shows during the week. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, I, I pray for you guys, too, that uh, you just have a uh, – that you continually grow in Yahweh, that you – if you don't know him, that you'll come to know him, and that um, you can always call me or Brian or or whoever and or write to us if you want more information in that regard. But um, – uh, we just hope that every Monday, you know, that you be able to join with us or or download the show and um, try to work harder at getting more guests on. And um, again, it's been a pleasure, and it will continue to be a pleasure in Yeshua's name. So, uh, this is the last show for um, 2020 or 2020, and. Um, and we're saying Lechaim to life and uh, in the 2021 and uh, that it would be and we pray for a much better year in 2021, although I think that it's going to go the other way. And if it does, uh, just keep in mind that Yahweh's always, always got good plans for his people and that uh, he'll be there to protect you. Just need to learn to trust and obey. I need to learn it, too. OK, I haven't learned it all the way but um, learning every day just like you so be blessed everybody and um, until we meet again next monday night um, have an have an awesome weekend okay talk to you soon bye